Hey, hey, hey. This is Salvage Souls, and I am Reverend Ellington. And today we're going to address a pretty uh, normal talking point these days, it seems. Um, but I pose an interesting question Does America have an addiction? tend to believe it does, but I want your thoughts. So uh, with that being said, you guys know what time it is. It's time to get into it. Today's question is, does America have an addiction problem? that it seems uh, not able to shake. I'm, I'm really wondering, like, uh, is America, you know, just like addicted to violence? I mean, we all know that America has a long history of violence in many arenas. So, in particular, though, does America have a violence problem towards its African-American community? Are they addicted to inflicting violence on their African-American uh, citizens? And um, I ask this in all sincerity. There seems to be a trend, and um, I kind of want to, you know, explore that 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 notion that this just may be, uh, you know, an addiction problem. And um, so, uh, I have a story here that uh, I want us to look at just real briefly, okay, if you would. And so uh, this is from the Insider, uh, just 21 hours ago. It's fresh off the presses, people. Fresh off the presses. So the the headline is uh, it says a Virginia sheriff's deputy shot an unarmed black man ten times after he called 911 for help. 10 times, unarmed, 10 times. Um, I don't know if that's like rapid fire, you know, pop, 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 or, you know, if it's pow, 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 you know, I don't know what kind of 10 shots these is, but 10 shots is 10 shots. Um, you know, if this was California, I don't know what Virginia laws are like. Um, I've never, um, you know, had the pleasure of visiting uh, that particular state but I know California um, they have like a you know a 10 round uh, magazine magazine uh, limit capacity I don't know if that applies to law enforcement down there but I know at least their citizens you know they can't have more than 10 rounds um, and a uh, firearm at a time it, it, it can't even hold more than 10 rounds um, there's a, a 
limit on the capacity of rounds that a firearm can hold. And so uh, if this were uh, California, it quite possibly could be that, you know, the officer unloaded the uh, entire clip uh, into this uh, unfortunate soul. So let's look at the story, you guys. Let's look at the story. Uh, it starts off with uh, a bullet, you know, some bullet points. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, it says, uh, first bullet, a Virginia sheriff's deputy shot a black man 10 times after he called 911 for help. Bullet number two, the same deputy gave Brown, that's the man's name, uh, that will become a little bit more apparent as we read on. But he says, this is bullet point number two, the same deputy gave Brown a ride home earlier in the day from a gas station after his car broke down. Bullet point number three, Brown was unarmed at the time and his family told NBC4 that they don't understand why he was shot. Let's get into the story. A Virginia man is intensive care. Okay. Their editor did not do a good job <laughs> editing this. It, it literally says a Virginia man is intensive care. Okay. I'm going to read this uh, with some uh, internal edits inside of my brain <laughs> but for my viewers who are following along um, you can see right here um, highlighted but yeah so a Virginia man is in intensive care in the hospital after he was shot 10 times outside of his home by a sheriff's deputy who had given him a ride uh, uh, given him a ride earlier in the day Isaiah Brown, 32, was stranded at a gas station after his car broke down earlier Wednesday morning when a deputy provided Brown with a ride home, according to NBC4 Washington. Brown's brother, Tasman, told the news station that the deputy had assured him that his brother was not in trouble at all. I don't know in what context uh, that particular conversation happened. This story doesn't make it very clear if this was uh, after the ride that he got home from the gas station earlier in the day or, um, you know, prior to uh, his brother being shot, um, I'm assuming later in the day or uh, in what context uh, that, that particular statement or conversation um, was had. The story isn't really clear on that part, but let's continue on. The same deputy was called back to Brown's home shortly after dropping him off, at, uh, dropping him off after Brown reportedly called 911 for what Sheriff's Department claimed what the sheriff's department claimed was a domestic disturbance. I'm going to stop right there before I continue on. So here we have uh, obviously a 911 call, which at some point, um, hopefully, um, uh, 
that audio will be released that'll help clear up a few things and then it says for what the sheriff's department claimed was a domestic disturbance you guys know i am keen on words uh making a claim and uh stating facts are two different things two totally different things and um, we do at this uh, point know that um, the police, uh, you know, often misstate the facts, you know, and I've been trying to kind of hammer that home for many years that, hey, people are people and they lie. It don't matter just because uh, you have a certain profession that makes you immune from telling lies and um, so I think that point is uh, beginning to become a lot more clear uh, as we are now in the age of cell phones and um, cameras just everywhere so let's continue on we don't know well before we continue on we don't know if it was actually a domestic disturbance or not that's just what the police are saying at this time and um you know if history can be the judge of anything uh we do know that sometimes they have to walk them statements back and um i'm not going to get into uh, i'm not going to crawl do any crawl stories but we we've seen this happen just even very re recently uh with certain claims um are made and then uh, they gotta walk them back because uh the video evidence does not match you know and uh what do they say <laughs> the camera's eye doesn't lie <laughs> so um that's to be seen okay now let's get back into the story right after this short break to the story minutes later the cops shot brown 10 times nbc4 reported sergeant brent coffee c-o-f-f-e-y coffee sergeant brent coffee a public information officer for the virginia state police told Insider that the second 911 call was categorized by the Sheriff's Office as a domestic situation between Mr. Brown and a family member. Brown's brother, however, said that he believes that Brown simply wanted a ride back to his car to prevent it from getting towed. So, uh, I'm assuming that is his brother Tasman who was uh, likely at the same location with Isaiah at the time. Um, from this article, it seems that uh, Mr. Brown's brother don't know what the police on about. He like, hey, um, he thinks that his brother just simply wanted to ride back. So obviously he don't know nothing any, anything about uh, domestic disturb uh, disturbance. I'm gonna look for um, a more in-depth 
reporting on this. I understand this is fresh, you know, uh, off the presses, like I said. Uh, and so I'll, we're going to see how this kind of develops. So let me um, read that last sentence over again. Brown's brother, however, said that he believes that Brown simply wanted a ride back to his car to prevent it from getting towed. You know, people pay attention to how uh, the media uses words. Brown's brother believes that Brown, okay, um, you know, and I understand that this is uh, the man's name, this is his last name, but the way they are using it right here, um, one just creates a lot of distance, you know, from personalizing or sympathizing with the individual. His name is Isaiah Brown, and um, we all understand that brown is also a color. So, you know, it just kind of, you know, when you're constantly using that over and over, twice in one sentence, you know, um, it, it, it shows the intent that they're trying to soften uh, any empathy that one may have towards Isaiah Brown, um, at least in my opinion. And so um, we have to be uh, critical listeners, critical viewers, and critical thinkers when it comes to what uh, the media presents to us. Let's uh, continue on. When the deputy returned to the residence after the second call, Brown <laughs> was reportedly seen walking away from the home. The deputy proceeded to shoot Brown in the face, pelvis, chest, and neck, according to his family. Okay, so uh, not Mr. Brown or you know anything. He's just like, oh, he shot a color. <laughs> he shot Brown. He shot, you know... Um, gray and red and he shot blue too you know but yeah he shot brown in the face no the deputy proceeded to shoot isaiah brown in the face the deputy proceeded to shoot isaiah brown in the pelvis the deputy proceeded to shoot isaiah in the chest the deputy proceeded to shoot isaiah in the neck according to his family. Police have yet to explain what caused the deputy to open fire on Brown. See, like, come on. You guys don't think that no one's picking up on, on what you guys are doing here in this story. Brown, Brown, not, not even, you cannot even give the man the decency of calling him Mr. Brown. You know, you, you want to dehumanize him in uh, any way you can. Yeah, and just brown. You know, just kind of, you know, make it seem like it's it's really, you know, well, the deputy was, you know, at the, uh, you know, range and, you know, he's shooting at a brown target and, you know, no, come on. This is a human life. This is a human being. So I'm 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 gonna stop just saying brown, and you guys can see how they 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 constantly uh, my viewers at least you guys can see how they're they're constantly just just one wording this this man you know uh, 
reducing them to just one word. Browns. No. We're not going to play those games. We're not going to play along with you with that one. So the police have yet to explain what caused the deputy to open fire on Mr. Isaiah Brown. Um, why? Um, that, that, you know, if, if anything, that should be like the first thing you, you release. Like, hey, this is what, you know, caused the shooting incident. Um, X, Y, and Z. But I feel, I guess they feel less if they owe no one a, uh, a, a answer. They, they owe no explanations. Um, hey, deputy, you know, shot a guy ten times in the face, pelvis, chest, neck, you know. Hey, what, what, what? Tell you why? Uh, well, I don't feel like it right now. Again, is America addicted? But Virginia State Police released a statement on Wednesday that said that the deputy attempted to verbally engage with, yeah, Mr. Isaiah Brown before shooting him. So you can explain that, hey, we attempted to verbally engage with Mr. Isaiah Brown before shooting him. But um, I guess we're supposed to infer from that that um, that verbal engagement just uh, wasn't doing it for the officer. And he decided I'm going to shoot uh, this person ten times as uh, he's walking away from me, which is another. And I think we're going to have to discuss that, too, people. This is another ongoing theme that we constantly see where uh, people are getting shot as they're moving away from the police. You're moving away from the police and somehow yet they still fear that either their life or the community, someone in the community's life is in that much of a grave danger that this unarmed person that has been living for 32 years of their life, in this case, Mr. Isaiah Brown, um, has lived for 32 years of his life without uh, endangering, um, imminently endangering anyone's life. Uh, but at this particular moment, um, yeah, we got to stop this individual at all costs because they're walking away unarmed. I dare you. Let us go on. And understand, people, uh, when I say Mr. Isaiah Brown, that this article uh, refers to him in every inference other than the very first uh, time they mentioned his first name as Brown. No Mr., no, not just Brown. Okay, so anyway going on. Mr. Isaiah Brown's family said they do not understand why their brother was shot. The officer just started shooting at him for no reason, Tasman Brown said. I didn't hear a warning shot. All I heard was hands up one time and all he had was his phone. So I know he put his hands up. Cafe told Insider 
the body camera footage from the incident is being investigated but will not be released by state police huh. yeah i wonder why they don't want anyone to see that oh wait they have an explanation for why they won't release the footage but no explanation for why he actually shot him <laughs> so let's um uh, let's hear what what the explanation is for uh, this year it says the body cam video is not the property of the Virginia State Police so it is not ours to release Coffey said the video is evidence collected as part of an ongoing state police criminal investigation into the shooting um, so All right. It's not the property of the Virginia State Police. Okay. We understand that. This was a sheriff deputy, not a state police officer. Fair. Fair enough. Why is it that the sheriff's office is not going to release it? Uh-huh. No, no, um, no information on that one there. No, no explanation there. Just, hey, uh, we're not going to release it. So, yeah. Hmm. Very interesting. So, again, I ask, is America addicted to um, being violent towards its African-American citizens? It does seem to be the case. There, there, there does seem to be... Uh, this repeated, um, often repeated, um, you know, um, just act of violence towards the African American population. And so, again, one must ask themselves, what is going on? Let's go ahead and, and just real quickly, um, look up the word addiction let's let's get a, a miriam uh webster's definition of, of what addiction is all right let's let's go ahead and see what they what they say does does america even fall into that that, that category all right definition a compulsive chronic psychological or psychological need for a habit forming substance behavior or activity having harmful physical psychological or social effects and typically causing well-defined symptoms such as anxiety irritability tremors or nausea upon withdrawal or abstinence the state of being addicted so um we have never seen um america 
off of its uh, drug of violence. You know, we've never seen them, you know, uh, off of it. So um, we, we, we don't know what they what the withdrawal uh, symptoms would look like. Um, but I do dare say that um, it is compulsive, chronic, uh, psychological. Um, and it also uh, seems to be a uh, psychological need uh, for uh, this behavior. Um, it also fits into the activity, uh, it says activity having harmful physical, psychological, or social effects, um, which it definitely does on uh, the African American population. Uh, let's see here. So, definition number two, a strong inclination to do, use, or indulge in something repeatedly. A strong inclination to do. Yeah. They constantly do violence towards us. A strong inclination to use. Yes, they definitely have a strong inclination of using violence towards us. A strong inclination to indulge in something repeatedly. Yes, this is a repetitive issue. So, um, yeah, I think I was kind of spot on. I think America is addicted to uh, being violent towards its African-American population um, it's beyond me to get at the root of uh, what the addiction uh, addiction stems from or what is um, continuing to cause America to be addictive um, you know why why I don't know why can you not just stop um, even when it seems that you know, all the world is looking at uh, America's policing practices right now due to uh, the George Floyd incidents uh, where Derek Chauvin um, so mercilessly and cruelly um, murdered a man. Um, and I would dare say uh, tortured a man to death over a period of nine minutes and 29 seconds um, that's torture you know that's a very slow death uh, by any measure and uh, any sense of the of, of the meaning definition of that that's a slow death so I would dare say that yes America is Addicted to um, perpetrating violence towards its citizens. We understand that America has uh, always been very uh, violent individuals uh, in relation to its African American population. And, um, you know, the obvious elephant in the room stemming all the way back from uh, slavery. Question is, how do we get them to stop? How do we get them to alter their behavior?
Um, well, I dare say that um, in any instance, um, there has to be swift, and I do mean swift, uh, severe repercussions for any and all uh, uh, actions that, um, you know, fall into the realm of continuing this behavior. You know, um, if you get a puppy, and at this point this puppy is um, full grown, <laughs> and um, do not believe the old saying you can't teach a old dog new tricks, don't believe that saying, you can, alright, um, you can train even an old dog. But if you have a puppy that you allow to lift this leg up and urinate on the corner of your wall in your home and you never do anything about it, uh, that puppy will turn into a dog and it will continue to do uh, repeat the same behavior. As long as you allow it to happen, it will continue to happen. Okay, um, but once you begin to train the animal and teach the animal that uh, this is uh, undesired behavior and that there is uh, swift, firm, um, pre uh, uh, precise, um, what's the word, uh, repercussions, then um, you can alter the animal's behavior. And that's what needs to be done here in America with um, this animal that we call policing. There has to be swift, um, firm, uh, consistent consistency. That, that is, that is a, uh, a big one. Consistent. Um, consistent. Yeah. Have to be consistent. Well, consistency, um, then, you know, he don't keep doing it. Because he, he don't be like, you don't, you don't mean it. You don't mean it. You don't mean it. Um, there is some other stories that I want to get into, but um, I really... Uh, I'm going to say that for another episode, you guys. Let me know what you think. Let me know what you think. That's that's really what I want to know. Do you think this is an addiction? You think this is an addiction? I think it's an addiction. What do you think? Let me know. I'm really, truly curious uh, on your thoughts about this.